I want to start this 39th episode of the Rule Your Pool podcast with a bit of a detour. You may have noticed last week we did not have an episode, and that's because I was fortunate enough to escape society for 10 days. And I went with my family to the Clearwater National Forest in Idaho, and we were truly off the grid in every sense of the word. Electronics did not work. There's no power. There's no... uh, there's definitely no cell signal, no data, you know, unless you have a Garmin GPS handheld thing with you, phones don't work, maps don't work, just paper maps and analog stuff like our ancestors used to use. And it is a really cool escape from the digital world we find ourselves in. And I was with my family and I found that we, we reconnected more in 10 days than in the last 10 years. So I highly suggest if you get a chance to unplug and go to a national forest or a national park, it's a euphoric feeling to see God's creation unleashed, untouched by mankind for the most part, looking into the canyons and and just looking at how nature actually looks without human development on it. It's an amazing looking thing. And um, trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. This episode is the result of a lot of thinking when I was out there. And I knew I had to do an episode about closing pools because it's that time of year, but I didn't really know how to make it interesting, right? It's a pretty simple procedure. But I got to thinking when I was out there, the temperature changed for us in the mountains from the low 30s in the morning to the mid 60s to low 70s during the day. And then it would pour, like absolutely pour rain for a few hours, and then it'd be sunny and beautiful. And I thought nature's a funny thing. It changes really rapidly. And the thing is, when you unplug and you don't have anything else to focus on, you start noticing things. You start seeing things uh, of how animals behave and how trees grow when they've never been touched for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's it's just a remarkable thing. And, And I got to thinking about water. Look at how this water carved this stream. And one of the themes of this podcast is understanding water. You're trying to rule your pool. We want to help you do that. But in order to do that, you have to have respect for water itself. Water doesn't read the textbooks. I say that a lot in my classes, but it doesn't. It's a natural thing. Nature takes over. Water seeks one thing and one thing only, and that is equilibrium. We, of course, measure this with the LSI, and we'll get into that in this episode about closing pools. But I'm going to pose the question, what would happen if you just closed your pool by turning everything off and did nothing else? Just let it ride. What do you think would happen? Would you have a successful winterization? I don't know, but we're going to explore it. When I came out of the mountains, I came back to technology, had a lot of emails, texts, phone calls, because when you're gone that long, work, you know, the world keeps on spinning. And a lot of those were, hey, you know, you didn't have a podcast episode. What's going on? Hey, when's the next episode? So first of all, thank you for listening. That's really cool that people find value in this. So thank you. Really, I mean that. And for those of you who came to the Monterey show uh, and made thanks for coming out of the closet to be here jokes. I appreciate you more than you know, and you know who you are. There was four of you, 
which I thought was great because I am in my closet, my, my studio here because it's soundproof. So I love, uh, I love the, the response we're getting from this and I hope that you find this episode valuable as well. So thank you for indulging me on my sort of esoteric intro for episode 39 of the Rule Your Pool podcast, how to close your pool the Arenda way. Welcome to Rule Your Pool, the podcast by Arenda that explains and simplifies pool chemistry so that anybody, regardless of experience, can understand it. I'm your host, Eric Knight, bringing clarity to these subjects so that you can bring clarity to your water. If you're ready to rule your pool, then let's go. So what would happen if you just shut your pool off? Didn't winterize it, no chemicals, no additions, no uh, no nothing. Just shut the power off and see what happens for the winter. Well, depending on where you live, that could be a disaster or it could be, eh, all right. We've seen sort of the gamut between them. We've seen houses that are neglected. Maybe one goes for sale or forecloses and the pool just gets neglected, shut off and ignored. And inevitably, those pools turn into swamp messes. Pool professionals know exactly what I'm talking about because they usually get the phone call, hey, can you clean this up? And if you're on the Facebook groups with the pool pros on it, boy, oh boy, are there some pretty extreme green pool cleanups. But for the most part, if you just ignored your water, water's only going to do one thing, seek balance. And depending on the surface you have, fiberglass liner or cement-based, the water is going to do whatever it can to get to LSI balance. The damage might be different. On a fiberglass pool, the gel coat is usually going to start to fade because the LSI is going to break that down, and then any chlorine in the water will start to oxidize elements of that gel coat. I don't know the exact chemistry of it, but that's how it was explained to me. I, I do owe more research on that topic, admittedly, So, but that, that's the basic gist of it. Vinyl liners, we have found out that there is calcium carbonate in vinyl, and not a lot, but it's in there, and vinyl liners will fade, and they can wrinkle if the LSI is low enough for long enough. And because the water doesn't have the calcium that it can just take out like it does in a cement surface, water's going to be hangrier for longer in a fiberglass or liner pool. Whereas in a plaster-type pool, quartz, pebble, whatever, anything with cement, water has calcium available around it. So when the water temperature drops, it can correct its own LSI. But that leads to etching, discolorations, and then usually in the springtime, some sort of deposits. And that could be in the form of crystals, which is a very common problem, calcite crystals, uh, winter dust, discolorations, ghosting, so to speak, where the pool turns white. These things happen. And they happen because the water was balancing itself at the expense of your surface. Not a good thing. So again, the name of the game is LSI balance at the coldest temperature that you're going to face throughout the winter. If you know that your pool is going to freeze, I think you have an advantage because you know the worst case scenario. Put in 32 degrees Fahrenheit or zero degrees Celsius in the Arenda app and plug away. You know, you're going to know how much calcium you're going to need. You're going to let your pH rise naturally. Um, If you don't know, plan for a little bit worse than the worst case scenario. As we learned with the Texas freeze this past year, 
you might think that your pool might not freeze, or you might think, oh, it's never frozen. Hmm. Uh, nature has a funny way of doing its own thing. You might as well be conservative on it and just plan for putting a little more calcium in there if you're just not quite sure. It's not going to hurt you. Okay. Think about the LSI at the coldest temperature possible. Now, the second priority with winterizing is keeping the water clean. And when you look at winterization kits, or when I look at winterization kits, I'm often astounded that they don't have anything to do with the LSI. They don't include calcium hardness. Rarely, I don't think I've ever seen one that included sodium bicarb either. And if you follow the instructions, you got to put your pH down again from 7.4 to 7.6, as if it's going to stay there for more than a few days, right? I mean, it's, it's an antiquated way of looking at things if you're not focused on the LSI, but the winterization kits are not about the LSI. So in their defense, they are there to keep your water clean somewhat during the wintertime. Usually it includes a chlorine shock of some kind and an algicide and a sequestering agent for metals and scale prevention. So let's talk about those. We don't believe algicides are necessary ever because chlorine is the best algicide, but in the wintertime, okay, if you want to feel better about it and trying to prevent algae, the thing is when the temperature gets lower, any living contaminant like a germ or whatever, it, the reproduction rate slows down because the temperature slows everything down. So the colder you get, the less need there is for that. But especially you want to avoid using something that is like ammonia-based because that is going to leave behind nitrogen compounds that have to combine with chlorine, and that's going to tie up the chlorine shock that you put in. Uh, it complicates things going into the winter. But the good news is you don't really need to chlorinate that heavily. You don't have to super shock the pool when you close. You just chlorinate a little heavier than normal, and as that temperature drops, usually you're going to be okay. Now, if you are a homeowner listening to this, you might want to chlorinate a few weeks as you get colder and colder, not just one time, throw the cover on and call it good. You might want to put some under the cover, you know, a, the second or third week after you close it, but it doesn't take a lot, okay? The water is getting colder and colder. So that's algicide. The chlorine makes sense again, but you don't need to super shock it. Be amazed how many people call us about this. Now, let's talk about the sequestering agent, because we make a chelating agent, SC1000. It applies to our product, too. This is not a knock on any product, but they don't work in cold water. Okay, sequestering agents, that, that chemistry of binding up to metals and minerals, if your water is cold enough, it depends on who you ask. We say we like to be more conservative on it and say, if it's colder than 65 degrees, SC1000 isn't going to activate very well, if at all. Maybe it's 60, maybe it's 61, maybe it's 55 degrees. I don't know. We're going to be more conservative and say it's under 65 degrees. We just operate on the assumption it's not going to activate and do its job. Most sequestering agents are in the same boat. Not a knock on the product. It's just how the chemistry is. The water's too cold, so they stay dormant. So unless you get that product in when the water temperature is warm enough, there's no point in putting it in going into the fall. It's much more effective to use those products in the spring when the water is warming up. So keep that in mind. Sequestering agent, keelant, we don't even include SC1000 in our winterization recommendations because it's not a big deal going into the winter. Now, if you have a lot of metals, you should have been using it during the spring anyway to bind up those metals. But 
that's neither here nor there. The main reason those are included in winterization kits is to prevent scale throughout the winter. Now, if you thought that the calcium that you see when you open up the pool in the spring was scale, you'd be mistaken because you're very unlikely to have scale in the winter. I'll repeat that. It's very unlikely for you to have scale through the winter because the water's cold. Now, I've seen it like in pool spa combos where in the middle of winter, a homeowner will crank up the heat for their spa and they get a little scale in there. But that's a temperature-driven thing. Let's talk about the pools that don't do that. If your water is cold, you're not going to have scale. But you could have calcium deposits like calcite crystals and winter dust. And the reason for that is it was actually caused by a low LSI violation. Etching occurred on the surface. It pulled out a very high pH calcium hydroxide, which then spikes the pH locally, precipitating calcium carbonate. So you could say, oh, that's scale. It wasn't really scale because you had a high LSI based on what you did to the chemistry. It forced calcium to precipitate as a reaction to a low LSI problem. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Calcite crystals are not scale. If you go back to episode 11 of this podcast, when we talked about the winter, we talked a lot more about crystals. And we've got tons of articles on it. There's a lot we don't know, but we do know how to prevent them. Simply balance your LSI at the coldest temperature. That is your priority. Now, let's get back a moment because I kind of segued there. Um, got off onto a tangent on sequestering agents. But uh, in terms of winterization kits, so to speak, the Arenda kit doesn't really exist. You're going to chlorinate normally. We do recommend if you did not use enzymes throughout the season, you can purge going into the fall. But if you did use enzymes, you already have a residual in your water, let it ride. You're good to go. The enzymes are going to help get that non-living organic out of the water. Now, they are temperature dependent as well. So the colder the water, they work slower. They're not going to go anywhere until they're gone, but you know that could take months. So it might be a little bit late in the season if the water temperature is below 70 to do that. You might want to wait till the spring because you'll get you know diminishing returns. But uh, enzymes definitely help because you're going to have things that can get on top of that pool cover, like a mesh cover, like a bunch of dead leaves or pine needles, and you can get tannins from those things, and organic material can get in these pools. Enzymes will help. The other thing is phosphates, of course. And, you know, we make these products, but there's a lot of other brands. Removing phosphates going into the winter is a very good idea. It prevents a lot of issues. It helps chlorine efficiency, but... Don't do it on your last day and then throw the cover on because the dust and the precipitate that comes out, you need to vacuum that out or clean the filter and backwash it before you put the cover on. That dust can stick to it and uh, it's just kind of a pain. So just something to consider. You don't want to do that on the last day. If you want to see our procedure for how to do this um, closing, I guess, I, I think it's called how to winterize a pool, but maybe you don't call your closings a winterization. Maybe you're in an area where the water only gets down into the 50s, like Southern California. You, nobody's swimming in 50s unless they're doing a polar plunge. So you don't have the bather demand. You don't have the same factors to worry about, but you might still be servicing your pool. You just have to think differently. You need to think about temperature. The procedure on, on how to do this is in procedures.arendatech or in the app on, on the procedures page, of course. You can find it there. It's step-by-step. -step. It mentions everything. Now, I'm going through my little bullet points here 
Uh, I talked about covers, how mesh allows pH to rise, but it also allows dilution. Solid covers do not allow pH to rise, but they also prevent dilution. You want to know your temperature. By the way, if you are listening to this and you have a pool and you don't have a thermometer, get one. Yeah, yeah, that's good advice. Get one. You want one. An analog one, like one of those on a string. It, it'll it'll help you. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my big tip for the day. Get a thermometer. Use it. How about that? Now, I, I wanted to kind of tie back into my, my intro because I... I was talking about nature. I was I was out there, and believe it or not, when you're in the mountains, you have a lot of time to think, because there's no distractions. I mean, you're 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 there, and I'm watching this beautiful river carving through these mountains, and it's crystal clear water. I mean, it's just stunning. And by the way, the trout fishing was amazing. So when you're looking at something like that, I'm just thinking, water is this incredibly powerful element in our world, and we're trying to tame it. Just a little, we just have a little sample of it in our backyard. We're trying to get it to behave. But kind of the, the theme of this podcast is understanding water and meeting its needs on your terms. This natural process is especially important in cold water because if you don't give the water it needs going into the wintertime, it will naturally fight against your pool to get what it needs. So let your pH naturally rise. If you have a solid cover, don't cover it for a week from your last pH adjustment. Let your pH get up to the ceiling, then put the cover on. You don't need to close at 7.4 pH or 7.6. It's just not necessary. Now, don't hold me to that exact number because I don't know the circumstances of your pool. What I am saying is if your calcium is already set, it's, it's over 400 if you're in a cold enough climate, it's all about the LSI, remember. So this podcast is heard all over the U.S., Canada, Great Britain. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm amazed that it's it's gone global now. But depending on where you are, temperature is what drives your strategy. So don't just hear, oh, well, Eric Knight said don't put your pH down to 7.4 to 7.6. Usually you don't have to do that. You do want it to rise naturally. But again, I don't know where you live. I don't know your temperature considerations. What I do know is the pH is going to naturally rise and you should let it. You should let it rise because it's going to be there for the rest of the winter time. Why not let it rise and you pick where that ceiling is and set your calcium to be the anchor point or the foundation for your LSI strategy as that temperature drops. If you have more questions on this, read the blogs. We've written it all out. We've got screenshots of the app. We've got step-by-step instructions, and you can request a virtual training with me on Zoom, although that's really more for pool professionals, but you know some homeowners do it too. But take Arenda Academy. Take Arenda Academy Four Pillars. The information is available, and trying to rule your pool just means understanding physics, understanding what the water's trying to do, and I'm here to tell you it is going to do what it wants to do. Guarantee it. So thank you for listening to this episode. I'm sorry that I had to do it alone again, but I'm trying to get content out, and I do appreciate you listening. And uh, like I said before, if you ever get a chance to escape and truly unplug, it's amazingly therapeutic. Get out there, see nature, disconnect, be with those you love, and share that moment. I can't recommend it enough. I'm Eric Knight with Arenda. This has been episode 39 of the Rule Your Pool podcast on how to close a pool 
the Arenda way. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Rule Your Pool, a podcast by Arenda Technologies. For more information on what we discussed in this week's episode, check the links in the description or visit www.orendatech.com. I hope you find this show valuable enough that you tap that subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can also like us on Facebook and social media. And with our help, you'll be able to rule your pool without over-treating it with chemicals and wasting money. I'll see you next episode. 